You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, writer at Mavs.com. Hey, Isaac, we made it. It's media day. And it's you know here. what that means? That means the season is that much closer, and that means that Luka Doncic steps onto the court in seven days. Is it really freaking seven days? next saturday oh my gosh that's a home game too isn't it? it's a week so if you're listening to this on friday a week from tomorrow oh they, my they play the beijing Lord. ducks ding yin yohan is in the state of texas <laughs> he's in the city he's in the metroplex right now everybody's gonna be lining up to talk to him at media day do we know well, how I good mean, his english is i've never talked to him have you no clue um, we wouldn't have been able to talk to him except for at summer league and neither of us went that year no. But today is media day, and it's a fun day. We're so stoked. We're super excited. Um, it is starting at 1130, I think. It will be streamed on Mavs.com. I know that for sure. And I think uh, Mark Followell, Coop, they're going to be live um, talking to different players. It's going to be, I think, basically the same setup as year before. It's probably going to go a little longer because now that we have uh, more faces and uh more um, <laughs> cornerstones, I guess. More um, prominent figures because the prominent the, figures. I remember the yes. first year I went, which was not last year, but the year before. It was like Harrison Barnes, Wes Matthews, Dirk, and like Rick. that was, and like that was, <laughs> and Carlisle. You know what I mean? Like they're those yeah. the only people that anybody really cared to talk to. Because who's going to talk to Darren Williams or you know JJ again or Devin? You know, just or Andrew Bogut. <laughs> You know what I mean? That was who, <laughs> oh, the, who the characters were. And now we just keep adding. And, and the more people talk at Media Day, the better for the Mavericks. Because that means that they have better players. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and they're going to... interesting uh, players for us to talk about. The uh, I just I, I'm, I'm, I referred to him as on accident the other day as this. And I'm just going to continuously use this all season. The starting six uh, <laughs> will be there. Yeah. And uh, we'll be speaking and stuff. And um, so that'll be cool. Yeah, the and whole starting will, six. <laughs> the whole starting six. And uh, you'll get your different personalities. And it'll be super fun as far as Dennis and, you know, Wes will be pissed off again. And uh, like he always is. <laughs> he is going to be pissed off, isn't he? He's probably <laughs> and, happy, uh, though. He's got his buddy DeAndre, though. Yeah, but he's just always mad. And. But Luca will be fun, and we've talked about this before. But Luca will be uh, Luca will be fun, but I don't think he's going to be as exciting as what people think because he's just yeah. I mean, people are just going to be dying to talk to him. And uh, hey, this is a question he, that I wish I could ask Luca. Did Real Madrid ever do a media day? <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> Did you ever do anything like this where everybody takes your picture and you have you know the media comes and it's, it's like almost like a weird circus? It's like a weird like if you think of picture day at school, plus like everyone asks you questions. That's essentially what media day is. Yes, especially for the big players. Yeah, um, it's basically a photo shoot 
chance for all yeah, that. Yeah, they have all these players. different rooms and outlets. If you ever if you ever been underneath a- AAC, or not necessarily underneath, but underneath like the bleacher areas back where you know the the tunnels are and you know the hallways to go back to the locker room and things like that, and the offices back there and the practice court. If you ever been back there where the old number seven club is, the the bottom of it. Um, if you've ever been to that, there's all these different rooms around the side, and they are filled with different outlets, whether it's NBA.com or ESPN or you know USA Today or Get you know Getty and things like that. And they take these, you know, they all set up their whole photo sh- photo booths and everything, and they take pictures of players, and you have know, to go through all that. And then they have the interview room, which is the normal press conference room, which they'll bring, you know, the players like the starting six and Carlisle that we talked about, and they'll do their normal press conference kind of thing, answer questions. It's just kind of open the media. And then, uh, then there's in the, in the practice court, they have this huge Mavs thing set up where they do all these different photo shoots with all these different poses and you know, all the, all the stuff that you see on marketing and all that kind of stuff. All the pictures you see and all the like, um, USA today blog, um, cover feature pictures, uh, for different stories and stuff, uh, that will be there. So, it's going to be fun. Every media person that ever owns a media badge, this is um, what they will normally come to. Uh, but then they all die off once the games start. And then you're just like, oh, crap. I only see like five of y'all every week. Um, but I've seen only one. I've seen you on media day. And that was it. So, uh, well, actually, you got. we need a name for the media people who show up for media day. And then like Warriors, Rockets, uh, and then that's it. But I don't yep. know what to call them. Lakers, maybe. Yeah, Lakers. That always being the, the random media people you never see. But uh, it should be fun. It's always a, uh, at least a fun atmosphere. That's the one Mavericks thing where players are at, or well, one of the few, that you know it's always going to be fun. Like after games, you never know if it's going to be fun. If they lose, it sucks. Yeah. But there's always, always there's an fun. excitement like the, you know the season hasn't been played out yet they haven't lost games yet you know they're they're going yeah. into the season at you know zero and zero that's clean slate you get to start over there's new exciting pieces there's new things to try to figure out new questions that are interesting and um also by the way we didn't even mention at the uh probably about the 15 or 10 minute mark of this podcast we're going to start talking to ryan brokoff isaac had a conversation with him one of the newest mavericks and uh, all about his story and his journey, and it's a pretty interesting story. He's been to a lot of different places. Super fun. Ryan's a, a super nice guy. Talked to him tonight, and uh, just um, just about his journey. Really, it's kind of two parts about his journey to the NBA and Russia and different places, and now once he's gotten here. And um, we talked about some scrimmages uh, so far with the Mavericks stuff. Ooh, uh, I joked, scouting reports. Joked with him about. Uh, <laughs> If anybody's gotten dunked on, he's like, no, it's been super competitive, he says. Uh, but And I asked him about him. I said, you haven't been dunked on? He said, nope, I just don't challenge people. That's just my rule. And uh, <laughs> so he, he's making uh, smart business decisions. But he said it's been super competitive, super fun. Uh, he business talked about kind of like his fit with the team and um, how him and his wife had just moved to Dallas. And super nice guy. We do like a speed round at the end. And you want to listen to that to where I just say, hey, give me one word. I'm going to say a person's name. You got to give me one word. And that first comes to your mind. So we do like Dirk and Cuban and Joe Ingles uh, because he's an Aussie. And we talk about some Aussies in the league. Did and- you tell him you think that Joe Ingles is the fifth best small forward in the entire NBA? <laughs> <laughs> I did not tell him that. Uh, we <laughs> talked about their games and how they compared some, but uh, 
But anyway, we talk right off the bat about how he doesn't look like an NBA player. So uh, yeah, enjoy there's that. A good, there's a good little anecdote there. <laughs> um, but anyway, to tease you a little bit more, the last question I asked him, near the last question, we actually talked about his dog on Instagram at the very, very end. He's always, he's posts, he posts his dog on Instagram more than I do, and that's saying something. <laughs> but the last question in the speed round is, Whataburger. And oh. he talks about if he's been or if he's not been to Whataburger yet. So you'll have oh, to I haven't check listened that to this out. yet, so I'm excited not to listen to it. Yes, you'll have to see that. Good. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna take a break when we come back. We're gonna talk about some more Media Day stuff and uh we got Media Day bingo to go through. You gotta play along with this. You gotta play along. All right, Isaac, one thing I do want to plug, uh, a piece that I wrote for Mavs Moneyball is up right now. I looked at the Andrew Wiggins, Carl Towns situation and compared it to what could happen for Dennis and Luca this year. Um, so I looked at those two different, you know, two different stories and I kind of compared them. And then I said, you know, explained what could happen um, for Dennis and why the Dennis situation is different, even though the, the stories look so similar in the fact that Dennis was this young up and coming rookie. And so was Andrew Wiggins. And then the next year after that, after he was, you know, the second coming and, you know, he was taking over for this storied player and Kevin Garnett. And then for Dirk, you know, when he's taking over for this player, then another player comes along that's even better and even younger. And, you know, this, this next best thing mentality, and, uh, and people kind of forgot about Andrew Wiggins. But we can't forget about Dennis. He's still, you know, super great. And we're not trying to kick him off the team or anything like that. I just think this – we both just think this would be very interesting for Dennis and how he responds. And that's kind of what the article is about. So go read it on Maps Moneyball. It'll be up probably around 11 a.m. Central time. We've got a lot of stuff coming up for Maps Moneyball, of course. Um, so right before Media Day starts, if you're, you know, hanging around waiting for Media Day, go ahead and give that a read and uh, check that out. So – that piece, like we said, Media Day is at uh, 11.30 on Friday, and uh, it'll be live on Mavs.com. And Isaac, we made a Media Day bingo. <laughs> this is a way for you to follow along. You can pretty much, whatever happens on Media Day, you're going to know, whoever's listening, if you can st- log into the stream and watch the stream, all the main players are going to be talking. Obviously, there's Twitter. And everybody in the world's going to be there. I'll be there. Well, everybody's going to be tweeting out things. That's going to be happening. And it's important to note this is the only media day going on right now. All the rest of the media days are on Monday, so there could even be some national, you know, reporters and writers and and people there because it's the first one. It's the only one, so people are able to get to it. They can get to it and then have time to get to another one. Right. So yeah, there's there can be some there's going to be a ton of people there. Um, they start practice on Saturday. So That's they're going to get right, they go right to through. it. Yeah, practice on Sunday, and they're just going to get rolling, and it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a fun day, and it's going to be really fun if you can play bingo along with us. Yes. And we had some fun making these squares on the bingo card of what we think uh, will happen. Let's just highlight a few of them, and then we'll get to our interview with Ryan Brokoff. Uh, my favorite one was one you came up with. It's the bottom and the middle. It's on. It's uh, N5 if you're, if you're actually a bingo player. <laughs> Do you do the, the letters at the top and then the numbers are along the side? I should have put numbers on it, but that's okay. Uh, N5 is Luka Doncic is asked about Jennifer Aniston. So if Luka Doncic is asked by someone about Jennifer Aniston, we put a stamp there. <laughs> and then we try to get a whole one in a row. The uh, Locked On Mavericks logo is, uh, is the free space. This one's hard to think about because I think about who's going who's gonna to ask it. And Eddie is a... I don't know. Is I feel like Cato's trying to be more more like um, more professional now. 
I don't. Right, know. I still, I think, I still think he has a lighter side to him. Yeah, he is gonna be. He always had the lighter side, but McMahon. The, <laughs> oh, man. What if McMahon? It's gonna be somebody just, random because like, hates Eddie me is Eddie, Eddie's super corny, but he's that's gonna, true. But that's almost too far for him. I don't know. Somebody he doesn't really like talk him. about serious things. So. <laughs> My favorite one is a uh, I four. Carlisle claps back at a re- at a reporter. Hey, I can help you all out with this card. With this, yeah. One. If Isaac says anything, <laughs> what if I ask Rick about Nerlens? <laughs> Rick, why did the Nerlens experiment the not best. work? That'd be so great. Um, <laughs> other ones on here. There, there's two on here that look very similar, but they are different. Um, B three and then G five. Any players are reported to have lost ten plus pounds, or any players reported to have gained ten plus pounds. This is important because it always happens at least once on every media day, and we call it muscle watch. And there are people that will try to try to <laughs> like list all these different muscle watches from all the different media days because there's always a player that's like, yeah, I try to put on ten pounds. Uh, we even heard we heard from DeAndre Jordan on one of the Mavericks pod, one of the Mavericks many podcasts. Um, we heard from him that he is now on a plant-based diet and he's he's slimmed down a little bit. He didn't give us a number yet, but maybe he'll give us one. He'll give us one on Friday. Yeah, and it kind of confirmed like us we were talking about. We've been saying that he he's been looking really slim in these like pictures and videos and stuff. And uh, and Wes Wes looks slim too. So I guarantee you we'll hear something along those lines of Wes or DeAndre about how they've dropped some weight. And I bet Dennis um, will have gained pound. Like Dennis will have gained muscle. And I bet like yeah, that's true. I bet uh, maybe Brunson or Ray Spalding, you know, something like that. We'll hear from one of them. Spalding has definitely gained weight. I know that for sure. Okay, you got to get you. This you're now responsible for getting the gained ten plus pounds of muscle. Muscle watch square. What are you something to be like? Just go ask him. <laughs> Just be like, hey, on the pod right now. And be like, hey, hey Ray bro, Spalding, I'm your number one. St- I'm your number one stand. Can you uh, <laughs> let me know what you're what you're weighing in on right now? Uh, another one that I find interesting. Is the uh, is B two Devin Harris jokes that third time is the charm? <laughs> oh, I swear if he says this, I'm just gonna start laughing in front of everybody because I'm gonna think about the bingo card. <laughs> and everyone's at home just gonna yell bingo. Uh, I'm super interested in who asked about like emoji gate. And we saw oh, something yeah. on There's Twitter two said of those that, on here. It's I two. Anyone asked DeAndre jokingly about emoji gate or G one? Anyone else besides De- DeAndre Jordan is asked about emoji gate. So like we're using emoji gate just for the just for the square. Somebody I saw somebody on Twitter and was like, I don't think any reporters going to refer to it as emoji gate. I'm like, yeah, no, like just it's, refer to the whole situation. And because yeah. uh, people call it Watergate, you know, like that's the whole idea is they call it Watergate. They're not going to talk about the whole thing with Richard Nixon. You know, you're not going to yeah. explain the whole thing. It's just a name to call it. So I'm super interested because the story is there. Like, and somebody is already oh, prepping oh, for the story. The Every, the team has passed it. You know, DeAndre's passed it. The water's under the, the bridge. The maturation of his career. Yes, and it's gonna it's gonna be funny when somebody writes this, and it's gonna have like DeAndre's quotes about how you know like that was the best for me now, blah blah blah. And then it's gonna have this is where the other square comes in. It's gonna have quotes from like Harrison and like Dirk about like you know how do you feel more more specifically like Dirk? How do you feel welcoming somebody that you know turning down? And he's gonna be like, hey, I understand it's a basketball decision, blah blah. blah. We're over it, all this stuff, and that's gonna be all woven into the story about how like Mavericks completely past 2013 it so anyway 
I'm ready for that story. I'm so ready. Um, and I'm going to share it and be like, here's the story, guys. So get ready. Whenever it's written by like somebody, I'm going to share it, whoever it is. And I'm like, here it is. Uh, we have to mention a hot dog is eaten. I don't know why you put this one in there. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I had to throw it in there. <laughs> if they have food, I'm just going to laugh. If somebody's eating a hot dog, I'm just going to post a picture of it. And I just said anyone. Like a hot dog is eaten by yeah, anyone. So by if, anybody. If there's anybody, which I don't, I don't remember there being food at Media Day. I don't remember either. I don't think there was. I don't think there has. They been. do cater food for a lot of stuff. Um, Dirk will almost guarantee that you get asked about. Yeah, a lot of these, and somebody commented on Reddit already, most of the stuff on here is pretty decent info. What else would the reporters ask? That's kind of the point. That's the point. <laughs> yeah, the part of that, part of that the is the point. Card. Some of these are funny, obviously, but some of these are like, that's obviously the point is that uh, we think that these questions will be asked, and so we want them to be you know, checked off. Nick had to put LeBron James on LeBron the LeBron James is mentioned is uh, N1. And because everyone just is talking about, you know, LeBron moving to the West. And then uh, N4 is the West is as good, deep, strong as ever. So any of those, if anyone says the West is as strong as ever. Oh, I'm ready for that. I think I saw a quote from, from uh, the, um, I think it was from Donnie Nelson, but I think Dwayne Price tweeted it, that the West is as thick as ever. That counts as well. Ooh, if he says thick. thick, like thick counts as well. This is This is a classic question from maybe, probably Dwayne. To like Dirk, uh, Dirk um, with with the king now in the, in the West and the and the West is going good. Uh, what do you think about just how stacked the Western Conference? Yeah, is? that checks two off. That checks two boxes. And like, oh snap, Dwayne, you just helped us all out in bingo. Um, I like I like N two. Anyone refuses to answer a question, that'll be interesting to me. What like try to gonna, yeah. what are from the, let's say that the the uh, the starting six and Carlisle what. Is there any question you think any of them would refuse to answer? Probably Dirk. I mean, probably DeAndre. About Chris and, Paul or Blake Griffin? Yes. And probably like some type of details. DeAndre, was Mark Cuban really driving around Houston, Houston looking for your house? Yeah. No one's going to say, I don't think anyone's going to say that, but. Or <laughs> um, DeAndre, uh, DeAndre, do you really know? He wasn't part of the, uh, the Clippers locker room thing, was he? No, he wasn't. Well, wait, was he? No, it was so. the Rockets trying to get in the Clippers locker room, though. So he was like, I guess so. he was still there, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Luca is asked about his condition. These are the Luca ones. Luca is asked about his conditioning. Luca is asked about playing video games. Uh, Luca is asked if his game will translate to the NBA. I'm ready for all those. <laughs> Luca is asked about Jennifer Anderson. That's Rick, Rick will, Rick, I could see Rick saying, like, turn it down a question back to the other one. Because that's just who Rick is. Freaking like, no, we're not going to talk about that. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I can already guarantee you, like, here's another here's another storyline, and we didn't put this on a bingo card. We probably should have as far as uh, who's going to start. And Oh, dang it. That's a, that is a good one. We should put that one on there. But here's the thing. People are dying to know that, and I, I, I'm just going to tell you what they're going to say right now. They're all going to say, Rick Carlos going to say, something along these lines. It's of, a competition. It's what training camp's for. You know, we're yeah, going to every guy's going to get here and have to prove it. We need to see, you know, what Dirk Nowitzki is made of. <laughs> yes. Um, I will say this flashback. It's been a whole year since the day we walked in the media day. And then Rick Carlisle says, Oh, Nerlens is going to come off the bench. And it floored wow. a lot of us. Wow. 
Here's 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 a spontaneous question for you. Is this the year Dirk comes off the bench? See, I'm done asking stuff like that because I asked Rick that one time, and then he just like roasts me in front of everybody, and was just and like, like, as long as Dirk suge- Nowitzki is part of this. Are franchise. you suggesting? Literally, is that practice? Are you suggesting a six? Like, have you seen his career? A, a player like Dirk come off the bench? No, he will start. He is a starter. Like, cool. Thanks, Rick. But. <laughs> Um, I have what? a family. I have a family. <laughs> this is this is spontaneous. We didn't really plan this. So if you don't have one off the top of your head, I, I understand. What is how? What is your guess? If you had to just take a swing at a Nerlens type of bomb, yeah, that's a good question. Like how Rick said last year and just surprised us with, "Hey, Nerlens, come off the bench." It wouldn't be a bomb, but if Dirk was coming off the bench, like we would be expecting yeah. it. But I think that the majority of of people and even the majority of Mavs fans wouldn't really expect it. Yeah. Um, another big bomb. I don't know. I don't really know what it it's hard. Be. Like the, the starting lineup is kind of the only thing we learn about. Yeah. As far as media today. I what if, yeah, what if he wouldn't... benches Dennis right away? Oh Lord. No. That would be the bomb. <laughs> No, yeah, I mean, I would because go if, some... If, if he benches Luka, that's not as much of a bomb. It is one, but it's not as much because he's a rookie. And there's there's a yeah. little, like, you know, understanding there. Not for the people that know his game, you know, and know how good he's going to be. And I doubt that'll happen, but that could be... That would be a little less of a bomb than if Dennis doesn't start. Yeah. And, like, we're just swinging at this point. Like, we have no clue. I mean, something along those lines of, like, you know... What if he came out and just said, Luka Doncic is our starting point guard? And not saying Dennis is to the bench, yes. but like, yeah, like yeah, that's a good Dennis one. is a two guard now or something like that. Like, that would just throw so many people off or just, or like smaller, like bench things of like, you know, JJ and Devin will be our first two people off the bench. You know, or I'm just thinking, ran. Dwight yeah. Powell is only a four. He won't play any five this year. I'm like, what? I don't think he would um, even say that. Like, that no, but no so reason it, for him to even say that. There was this big uncertainty last year around Nerlens that people was ready to. Um, a lot of people thought and didn't think he would come off the bench, but everybody was ready to hear the ex- the answers to the whole contract thing, and so that was kind of bomb bombshellish. This year, it should just be all fun around Luca. Yeah. And everybody. We're excited to see it. It's going to be good. Now, sit tight. After the break, Isaac Harris back with Ryan Brokoff. Uh, they had a phone conversation. <laughs> <laughs> we did. And he refers, uh, he referred to our messages back and forth as mate. And I was thoroughly enjoyed that. <laughs> so enjoy my conversation with mate. Enjoy it, mates. I'm I'm really excited for tomorrow. It's it's sort of everything starting, and it, I guess it's all becoming more real uh, to to me. You know, the media day obviously is going to be a, a cool day, doing all the interviews and, and videos and, and things like that, and then get straight to work on Saturday. So really looking forward to it. So, okay, so I follow you on Instagram because yeah. obviously, like. We see that, okay, Maverick signed Ryan broke off. And it, the H is silent, right? Yeah. Yeah, basically. Okay. So, so see, I've seen that, and I was like, all right. So I, I look I look you up, and I'm like, I, the only time I've, I, I've previously heard of you is in the Olympics. 
Because you played in the Olympics, right? In 2016? 2016, yeah. Okay. So I look you up and I'm like, Oh my gosh, he will beat Joe Ingles as the, when people say he doesn't look like an NBA player or a professional <laughs> player. How many times have you gotten that before? Uh, yeah, a few times. I'm sure walking, walking down the street, I probably won't get, get recognized too much, but uh, a couple of guys are sort of, um, having a bit of a joke around just like, yeah. Like when you walked in, we didn't know if you were a player or if you wanted the new interns or what, because I got sort of the young looking face too. I thought I was a bit younger than what I am. So, uh, it's just something that, that, that is what it is. And I'm always happy to sort of, uh, prove people wrong in that respect. Hey, I bet there are a ton of players that wish they could have that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a good thing. It's a good thing for sure. Okay, so I want to I'm going to break this up in two different parts. I want to talk to you a little bit about your journey here, mm-hmm. and then a couple about um, just your fit with this Mavericks team. So okay. at the very beginning, when did you first start playing basketball? I uh, started I um, just playing for an actual team uh, when I was about six or seven um, with the the school that my uh, auntie taught at. So. Yeah, I started at quite a, quite a young age, um, and yeah, I guess I've been playing it for <laughs> most of my life now. And then you end up going to Valparaiso, right? Yeah, yeah, I, 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 um, I was lucky enough to go to a, it's called the Australian Institute of Sport, uh, it's a, it's a development program for, for not just basketball, but a whole range of Olympic sports and professional sports. Sports and athletes, um, and from there, uh, Valparaiso, um, caught, I must have caught their eye and the recruiting process began. And it was, uh, it was a perfect fit to, to go to Valpa. How would you describe your time there? Like, what would you say, like, the, what was the biggest thing you've learned from playing there? Um, it, it's just all been, I guess, part of, you know, the process of, of starting from the, from the bottom. Um, you know, going in, they they never promised me any sort of playing time or starting minutes or anything like that. It's basically you you earn what you work for. So it was all all about, I guess, teaching the life lesson that the the more you put in, uh, the more you get out, and and that's something that's really stuck with me, um, even even to this day. And I was looking at that. I was looking at that team. Did you play in the NCAA tournament? Yeah, we we uh we made it my senior year uh, and we got matched up with Michigan State uh, as a first round opponent. So it was a it was a pretty pretty tough night of the office against the Spartans, but uh, to finally get there for long years. What's that? Do you remember who was on that Michigan State team? Uh, I can't remember. If, uh, I'm pretty sure Gary Harris was on there. Uh, I'm not sure about Jamon Green. Um, who else is on there? Uh, Gary Harris is probably the one I was thinking of. I, was, I couldn't yeah. remember. I knew they had an NBA player on there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Gary Harris. I'm not sure. I don't. I think Draymond might have been gone by then, but it was definitely Gary Harris was on there. Um, they, but they had. You know, they're always really strong. So basically, any year that uh, they go to the tournament, someone's getting picked up in the draft. <laughs> yeah, feels like every single year. So after that, how long after that do you go? Did you go to Russia? 
so so after that, I went through the the NBA uh, draft process. Um, went, went and worked out for a couple of teams. Not not really too many. There wasn't uh, a heap of interest. Um, name in the draft. Did, did all that. Didn't didn't get called out. And uh, I signed my first professional contract uh, with a team called Beshtash in Istanbul, Turkey. So I spent two years there, and then. After those two years, I spent the last three years in uh, Locomotive Kuban in Russia. So, been out of college a while now. <laughs> with with your time in Russia, how would would you say Russia was uh, the peak of your game so far? Yeah, I, I think I think I've sort of improved every year out of college and and, and become more consistent and added a few more. Um, wrinkles to to my game, uh, so I think think that development process, playing you know five years professionally over in, in Europe, has has really you know a big reason why I'm finally you know in the NBA and then achieving you know my dream to play in the, in the best league in the world. So um, you know I had a great few years in, in Istanbul and Turkey, and then the last three years have been uh, you know probably the highlights. Um, of my, you know, playing career outside of, you know, national team or obviously coming here. And you're an all-star over there, right? And Payne won a three-point contest? Uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, one year in, in Istanbul, I was an all-star and then, um, they brought in the all-star back for the Russian league, I think last year, uh, two years ago, so. One year as an all star and the next year I, I won the three point contest. So so it's it's been fun to be able to be a part of, you know, an all star weekend and then sort of emulate what the what the NBA does on a, a little bit of a smaller scale. So just reading some different articles on you, people wanna just naturally throw out this coffee stuff. And we were just talking about Bogut before we mm-hmm. hit record. And mm-hmm. the the Joe Engel stuff. Yep. People Love to compare you to Joe Ingles. Is this accurate? Is it right? Wrong? How do you feel about it? Um, I think there are sort of some similarities in that game, and probably you know our our um, appearance. You know, sort of long wings. Um, you know, not not a huge amount of muscle uh, tone on us, but being able to sort of spread the floor and shoot, and being pretty skilled guys, but. Um, yeah, there's obviously uh, differences for us. He's, he's Joe does a lot of pick and roll um, playmaking, uh, and, and my time overseas was sort of spent more off ball, coming off screens, um, spreading the floor. So, so there are some similarities in the in the way we play, but uh, I think we're gonna, you know, once the season goes, and, and hopefully, you know, I'm able to show uh, the type of player I am and what I can bring, and, and, and everyone can kind of see, you know, who I am for. As a player, are you looking forward to playing against him? Yeah, I'm sure there'll be plenty of uh, smack talk going on. He's he's a chatty one, uh, Joey. Doesn't mind uh, a few few verbal uh, exchanges. So I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun. And, and look, getting to play against uh, any of the strains this year uh, is going to be you know something that I'll, I'll I'll remember. And then something we'll talk about national team wise. I'm sure with a few few laughs. So how many, this is one of my questions, but now it made me think, how many Australians are there in the league? With Del Vidova? Uh, 
Yeah, I think the exact number, I think it's up to around uh, about 10 now, and I'll probably will forget someone off the list, but there's, yeah, Joe Ingalls, there's Aaron Baines, there's myself, there's Paddy Mills, there's Della Vadova, there's Don Maker, um, you know, I'm up to like six or seven, and I'm already sort of forgetting people. Uh, ben Simmons. What's that? I forget about Ben Simmons. Yeah, so and, and there's you know there's others that I'm. It's obviously drawing a little bit of a blank right now, but it, yeah, the, yeah, the number of Australians I think is at the the highest it's it's ever been, and, and that's a credit to sort of Australian basketball and the development that's that's happened in that country, and then and obviously the 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 trend of the NBA to to look outside just to, um, the US for, for talent and, and players. So I want to talk about your relationship with the Mavericks. Mm-hmm. When when did that start? When did you first meet somebody from the Mavericks? Was it Tony Ronzoni? I love Tony Ronzoni. He's an awesome guy. <laughs> um, just when did that relationship with the Mavs start? Uh, I get I got my first sort of. Uh, it was basically the day that I, I got the phone call, getting told that that they were going to sign me. So um, Coach Carlisle called me. I can't think of the actual date, but it's uh, probably July, early in July um, was sort of the first contact. Major sort of said that they're looking to sign me, and this is what they were proposing. And, and then you know, after obviously said yes, of course, um, I got a phone call from Coach Carlisle, and a, and a few of the assistants uh, reached out and said, you know, welcome to the team. But it, but it wasn't sort of until. Until I got here, um, that you know, I actually met uh, met everyone sort of face to face and then got to got to know them a little bit better. So, you worked out for some other teams over the summer, right? Mm-hmm. Were you close to signing with another team? Um, it was it was very early still in the free agency um, period, so I, so I think I worked out with seven or eight um, other teams. I actually, didn't work out with the Mavs. Um, but there was there was I guess some talks going back and forth, but, but being early in the the free agency period, they were looking to to sign um, you know bigger names, bigger uh, pieces um, before sort of filling out their roster with with guys like myself, the the role players. So um, there there were a little bit of talks, but nothing had, had come through, and, and the Dallas offer um, came through you know earlier than I guess expected from from my agent and myself's point of view and, and we just jumped on it. We said, this is perfect. I'm not going to wait around. I don't have a, a favorite team or anything that I want to go to. I just want to play, play in the NBA and then find a situation where, where hopefully I can contribute and help the team win games. What were you doing when you got that call from Carlisle and what were those emotions like? Uh, I was uh, sitting at my wife's parents' sort of uh, lake house um, enjoying a couple of days rest after sort of, you know, getting around to seven or eight cities in, in, you know, two or three weeks period or whatever it was. So just some sort of downtime after all that, just to kind of relax and, and rest. And, um, yeah, so we got the phone call and like, I think we're sitting outside, maybe, maybe on the boat, just sort of enjoying some sun. And, and yeah, we, it's, it's hard to still sort of, into words the the happiness and joy and 
and everything uh, when that phone call came through and, and my wife and I just sort of looked at each other and then just, you know, embraced and sort of a little bit of a look of, uh, not disbelief, but, you know, this is, it's finally sort of happened, this, this long journey that we've been on. Um, so now, you know, it's, it's, it's all, you know, been worth it all the, the years overseas and the, and the sacrifices and, um, yeah, it was just such a happy moment. And so you've moved to Dallas now, right? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, my wife and I have been here for four or five weeks now. Moved in, found a place, um, getting around the city. So it's it's been a real fun time, busy time, but uh, but, but a lot of fun. And where are you moving from? Uh, we actually have never had our own place. So uh, we've, we've always... I didn't know become as, from like... Australia, or if you've been in the States for a while, or... We we sort of just split our time over the summer, so so usually, you know, the, the season over in Europe is about 10 months, and it gives us sort of two months, and if there's national team, that takes up some time, and, and it's basically we just travel from either the U.S. to Australia or Australia to the U.S., uh, see friends and family, and just kind of um, stay in our parents' place, and... Uh, and then basically have to head off to to the next season. So so this is the first sort of home base we're, we've had. And now you've been here a couple of weeks. I'm assuming mm-hmm. you've been scrimmaging with the team and stuff. Mm-hmm. How how have the scrimmages been? Oh, they've been really competitive. Um, you know, it's uh, the, the team is hungry uh, to to have a really good season and. You know, there's a, a great mix of, you know, youth and talent coming through and, and experienced guys, you know, uh, DeAndre's coming in. It's going to add, you know, a different look on the defensive end. And you have Doncic, whose playmaking ability is going to be really key for opening up not just himself but everyone else. And, and Wes Matthews coming back and, and all the guys. So it's, it's been really competitive. It's been really fun. Uh, it's been great to sort of get up and down and, um, play a little bit and kind of get that rough stuff before we head into the training camp. What were your first impressions uh, of Dennis Smith Jr.? He he's actually he's he's a fantastic person. First of all, um, you know he was very welcoming, and so was everyone else, uh, myself and, and the new guys, and. Uh, made us feel, you know, at home from the very beginning, and, and then you, you know, see his work ethic and, and how he how he pushes himself, and and just what he can do on a basketball court, and it's just it's so exciting to to see him come into, you know, his second year and keep building off uh, such a you know successful rookie campaign. Has anybody got dunked on in the scrimmages? No, I think I think guys have sort of, oh, uh, there probably has been, but. Um, you know, guys are, are pretty careful about, you know, who you jump against and, uh, uh where you put yourself, you know, it's, it's not, not something you want to, you know, uh, the guys to, to get after you about, you know, first day coming in and, and getting dunked on. So it's, uh, it, I'm sure there has been, but it, it, it's just been, uh, it's been more competitive. Not, not too many open drives to the lane. It's been, you know, we'll stop them on the floor and then we'll reset at the top. We're not giving anyone cheap baskets. So, so you've been smart in challenging opponents. Yeah. So, so my uh, my way is just not to challenge anyone. Basically, just just know know my limitations and know how how uh, defensively I can help a team. It's probably not going to be uh, getting above the rim and trying to block block dunks. 
<laughs> All right, so with this team, what what do you think is your role fit strength with this Mavericks roster? Uh, look, it's 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 going to sort of come out. I think over the training camp period, how it's how it's all going to go. Um, I, I think just for myself, I'll, I'll be one to sort of spread the floor. Um, to, to shoot the, the three ball, you know, give give some extra space to to Dennis Tuna, to the Doncic, to to you know our, our playmakers, our creators, to to do what they do. And uh, if you know if my defender helps, then they'd be able to sort of hit the open open threes. Um, and then the other end, you know, bring intensity on defense. You know, be a bit of a, a workhorse on the defensive end and, and, and try my best to, to contain and control, you know, opposition wings or whoever I get matched up against. So, more, you know, an energy guy, an outside shooter, um, and hopefully, you know, a, a, a solid defender. I'm a, this is the last speed round. This is the, okay. this is the fun. This is the, I'm going to give you, I'm going to say one name and then you give me one, like your first word that comes to your mind. Yeah. All right, Dirk Nowitzki, <laughs> legend. Mark Cuban. Uh, ooh, uh, down to earth. It's not one word, but uh, that's what came to mind. <laughs> Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas. I'm just going to give you phrases. I think that's easier than the one. Yeah, one more phrases. <laughs> Australia. Home. Joe Ingles. Uh, mate. Last one. Whataburger. You know what? I actually did try it. Uh, it's, it's. Oh, you got you know, it! Uh, yeah, we, me and my wife, you know, we got told that we had to, we had to try it. So we tried it and, uh, yeah, it was, it was fantastic. So we're going fantastic. <laughs> All right. Lastly, just based off your Instagram. We saw that you have a dog. Mm-hmm. This this is very important because we love dogs. What is your dog's name? It is Leo. Leo? Where, did yeah. that come from something? No, we were just, last night we were just throwing out names. We came up with a million different things. Um, and then I don't remember if it was her or I. We just sort of said Leo was one of them. We're like, oh, yeah, we kind of like that one. And we kind of circled back around to it once we... We picked him up, and, and his sort of his ears sprang up when he when he heard the name. So, so hopefully, you know, at least he listens to it now. At least. <laughs> well, Ryan, I will not keep you any longer. Hope to. Uh, I should see you tomorrow at some point. Okay. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to make um, different players available and stuff. But if I can get <laughs> to you, uh, I'll come introduce myself and be like, "Hey, I talked to you last night." <laughs> Perfect. That'd be great. Hey, I really appreciate you doing this. Welcome to Dallas, man. And like us, and I know the Mavs people, staff, and, and fans, and everything. Everybody's super excited for you to be here. So, welcome to Dallas, man. We're, we're pumped for you. Thank you very much. Really appreciate. Really appreciate you taking the time to uh, ask me some questions. All right, guys. That's our podcast. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. We'll be back. Uh, we'll be back later today. As soon as we get all the media day stuff squared away and done, we will come back with another podcast and we'll post it as soon as possible right away. So thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. <laughs>